uh, to episode 86 of VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. Uh, you know the usual rigmarole I asked for. If you can leave us a review, great. More importantly, Bell to Bell YouTube, well, VIP Boxing's YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. That would be a great help. You'll see loads of interviews with all the VIP fighters. And I see they put some great amateur boxing up over the weekend. So you can see that too. So uh, subscribe to that. Leave us... Um, a review on iTunes, and we'll be very, very happy. Um, as usual, with me, my uh, co-pilot, John Evans. You okay, John? I am, Steve. I am. Everything okay? Yeah, good, mate. Not bad at all. Um, well, special guest this week, and we always say this, and we mean it when we say things here. One of the best voices we've heard in the 18 months we've been going on this podcast, mm-hmm. former British featherweight champion, and he held that title for a long time, Ryan Walsh. I haven't got Steve any John, dancing girls as Bunce you would like. <laughs> but, uh, thanks for coming on, Ryan. Um, are you okay? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, lads. Proper boxing yeah. people. So I so always I'm, look forward to it. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but did I read your back soon on a small hall show? There was a, there was a, a, a potential an option for that, oh. but that's gone a little bit quiet now. So we're just going to see. But there is there's might be something in the pipeline. We'll just have to see. Touch wood. We, we get will, you be out, will you be out this year? Do you think? I hope so. I mean, it's still time. Just um, we'll just see. Under the, I've, I've had one potential, one potential call opportunity. So we'll just see. But if you, if that's what you're after and what you want, I hope it comes off for you. Thank you, Steve. Cheers. You know, it won't surprise me about Ryan if 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 he turned up on one of these bare knuckle posters, he he <laughs> into the BKFC or something like that. It, it uh, wouldn't surprise me one little percent. <laughs> I think I'm more interested in the MMA. Oh, yeah. I really like the idea of putting them little foreign gloves on, and the wrestling in that is a bit dodgy. But I've heard just do a bit of jujitsu, try to stay on your feet, and who knows? Well, I'll tell you what, some MMA is one of my topics later on tonight. I've come up with so, um, get some sprawls done, right? Sprawls gonna, and underhooks. <laughs> one of the legs. topics, one of the, the topic about this second topic on my mind tonight, I've used it because I know you two will have a, an opinion on it. Um, because I, you know, I, I'm always interested when I hear these things from these guys. Anyway, we'll get on to that later. Um, John, you got everything ready? Everything's ready. And uh, well, we'll start with round one, John. And I know you would have been a happy man on Friday night, Denzel Bentley. Yeah, friend of the show, Denzel, one of my favorite uh, favorite fighters and stuff. Great fight, actually. A little firefight he had with Marcus Morris, and he got clipped early, but Denzel. Would- he had a better shot and he could hold a shot better. And I, I think that just played its part. But I think Denzel's a great example for people. He's not scared of anybody. Whoever they put in front of him, he's fighting. That was his seventh consecutive British opponent. And we know the difference between foreign opponents and British. The British guys come to win. And since the start of lockdown, that's Denzel's seventh. From Mick Hall to Mark Heffron to Felix Cash, Linus Adolfia um, and Marcus Morrison. Uh, I just think it goes to show someone who had no amateur background, no backing, he's backed himself, he's backed his own talents, he's had the confidence to test himself, he's come through a couple of setbacks, and now he looks ready for European. Personally, I hope he defends the British once more and gets it outright, but he looks ready for European. I just think it's a good example for a lot of fighters who don't turn over without with a load of fanfare, really. And he's a great example, John, of how you bounce back after with the feet. He's had three... He was well beaten by Felix Cash about 18 months ago. Three wins since then. One against Linus Udofia, which was in a great fight on Channel 5, 
where he got mass viewing and then the Marcus Morrison win. When you look at their careers now, Felix Cashes is stalled and there's momentum with, with Denzel. That's because he's got on the horse and got back in the ring. Yeah. I'll tell you the thing that I feel with Denzel, he's got that, he's got that behind, you know, the Peacock gym, yeah. Martin Berry's in the team. That, that's invaluable. If you can align yourself with somebody who's been around the game, got their experience, things like this don't happen by chance. They, they, them people are good, hardworking people and you put them together and that's why he's got the, getting the results he's getting, I think. Yeah, he's exciting to watch as well. I think that helps, that plays its part. You know, Denzel's not going to skirt around and skirt around the issue for 12 rounds. He's, he's getting in there to fight. You know, Morrison clipped him with a little left hook. A lot of people might have just Took a step back, steadied things down and looked to pick the shots, but no, Denzel fired straight back within half a second. After I think, uh, I've said it for a long time, they finally started promoting him properly. I think he's got it in him to be a bit of a fan favourite. He's going to be in crowd pleasers for as long as he's around. Yeah, they're talking Hamza Shiraz, John, and I was wondering, just asking you, John, you know him better than a lot of journalists. Do you think that loss to Felix Cashy was that wounded? He's, there's no looking back now, because that, yeah, that hurts him. We spoke to him, didn't we, a long time yeah. after, and he was still... He, one of his topics, he asked us what we thought about the Felix Cash fight, if you remember. Yeah. And it must have been six months after. I think it um, lit a little bit of a fire underneath him. But like I say, every fight's going to be crowd-pleasing with Denzel, and he's going to be tested every time, so it's going to be a career worth watching. Brian, anything more to say on Denzel? I couldn't agree more. I mean, when you've got a, a fighter who's willing to fight anyone, we want to see... British domestic dust-ups before they go on to the next stage. So, fighters like that, I'm all for them. I mean, me personally. Oh. <laughs> round two, um, one of my topics, Joyce Parker. Um, just, look, fight I'm looking forward to the weekend, whether it's worth 19 quid on pay-per-view, you know, by the by, but I'm not here to argue that. Um, is it, I know it's with the WBO interim, but realistically, where does the winner stand? Any sort of a chance of getting in with Fury, Usyk, Joshua, Wilder? I'm just looking at that heavyweight division, and I just wonder where they, they might get if Usyk gives up the WBO title through not fighting one of these two. They might get some world title of sorts by fighting a a you know a, a fringe contender but I'm just wondering how far the, that's for the WBO interim how far the winner actually is from a marquee fight or what would call a marquee fight in the heavyweight division what do you think Ryan? Well he's, they've both got a massive problem we're talking about Denzel, Denzel being a fan favourite and fan friendly and I think Joyce has got that to a point you want to see him with anyone but it's all about the numbers it's all about pay-per-views now when you're fighting a, a Usyk or a Fury and I don't know if they demand that attention. Maybe this fight could go somewhere to build them because we've had fighters such as I'll use Dillian White be, be turned into a pay-per-view staff for fighting the fighters and not always winning. So it's, I suppose this fight is huge for both of their careers in that step, but I don't see it as a realistic step right now. I don't, I even Unless one of them win by knockout, then you'll take it. They need an attention-grabbing performance for any chance to hijack that world scene because everyone just everyone cares about the three top dogs at the minute which for me you've got AJ sorry four because you can even put Wilder in there because he's not capable but it's really AJ, Usyk and Fury they want to see that mix and um, it's, it's the best time in everywhere history since in my time domestically and on the world scene because it's got the most depth for a change so they do have a chance Yeah, you could, you could easily see uh, Fury 
if Fury does fight Joshua, if it's Fury Joshua 1, Fury Joshua 2, Fury Usyk 1, Fury Usyk 2, it's just endless, isn't it? Joe's at the back of a queue. Also, no one's going to look at Joe Joyce and think, right, I'll fight Joe to kill time, get him out of the way. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's a horrible night's work, isn't it? So he's not attractive to the other heavyweights. He's got to prove himself attractive to the fans, we might find out this weekend. And uh, he's at the back of a logjam. So I, I think it'll be a good fight this weekend. But as you say, uh, I'm not sure where the winner's going to really find themselves. That's right. And you wonder when Joe's chance comes, is it going to be too late? Because, you know, the, the, the way he fights to me, um, and, I, and I love watching Joe, I've followed him since. In, you know, he's winning ABA titles. I knew him when he went into Ellsfield Club, Sid Khan's club. But I'm wondering, he's one of those fighters, when he start, does start the slide, he'll slide quick. Oh. <laughs> bam, 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 roll. Bam Rodriguez, one of your favourites, John. Yeah, I think he's one of everyone's favourites this yeah. year, isn't he? Little little bam with his um, angles and his uppercuts and the, the way he goes about things. But he had a hard fight, actually, at weekend. Just wonder if he... It's been a, a great run, hasn't it? The, this quad ras and run beside and then this guy who took Chocolatito rounds. Three of those in nine months. That's some going. And now we're talking about him getting out again in December. I'm more interested about Ryan here. Ryan, if you had a ton of momentum behind you you were quickly in the running for ring magazine fighter of the year but making weight that many times in the year is finally getting to you and you can feel yourself slowing would you force yourself out in, again in december or would you just sit back look at what you've got and, and maybe go again in february or march i i think what he's got going for him is he took a two-way jump to become yeah. world champion right yeah. so it's not the, the usual if you his natural weight i'd be like yeah but he's not having that if anything he's going to grow into this way so I think he's a good example to fighters. When we go to Canelo later, I'm like, this is great. The more that we can see world title fights, and if it's, it's, he'll know his body. He's done it three times. Why can't he do it four? If he's got no injuries, and that was a tough fight, and um, yeah. I'm all for it. It will. Yeah, could, you've got to strike while the iron's hot. You can get injured any time, and uh, I think in modern boxing, not enough fighters are doing that. And he, he should. Uh, people should be happy that we've got an active world champion. It's not like Mayweather once, twice a year, and you have yeah. to. Yeah, I hate that. This is is far better. You know what? I think this fighter of the year thing's on his mind, and that's another reason to fight again in December. You, you know, just thinking now, the only person who can possibly beat him to it is Bivol. Yeah, I should think for yeah. the for Canelo, and if he beats Gilberto Ramirez, which would be a hell of a win. You know, the the, the only thing that that you know the weight doesn't concern me because he's jump weights, and he you know he took that chance at six days' notice when he was getting ready for a flyweight fight when he beat Kuadras. I think I'm I'm right there, John. You might correct me there. Um, is that he's only 22. You know, I'm, I'm all for them being busy, but at 22 years of age, I don't want him fighting four times a year for the next two years in these fights. You know, with a procession of wins. And, that you know, suddenly at 24, 25, he's showing signs of being burnt out. That, yeah. That's the what, what worries me about him being this busy. Going back to what Ryan said there, how many fighters in that weight class get this kind of heat behind them and this kind of momentum and the no, fans yeah. so quickly? It took Gonzalez years to do it. It's taken a new way, three weight classes to do it. And all of a sudden, Bam Rodriguez has done it in three fights, hasn't he? So, yeah, why? How can you turn your nose up at those paydays being a, a little guy who's under nine stone? He's mega. I love watching him. I love watching him. He, for his edge, for the stuff he's done by taking that two weight, it's what, it's what boxing needs. It's what, and um, I think there's a few 
Uh, round four, can they do it? Uh, one, I'm going to have a quick voice here, and I'll throw you throw over to you two guys. Uh, Terence Crawford, Tyson Fury, I've seen him over the last month or so speak about um, going to MMA and winning fights in M MMA. Uh, to me, and I know I'm not an MMA fan, you know, I've been and watched it a few times. Um, surely the moment they, they were got on the floor and grappled down or whatever you guys call it, they would just be beaten. I just wanted your opinion, what their chances would be of winning. And I know, you know, we were talking to it before we started recording, Ryan. For yourself, well, you, you fancy it as well. Well, the, the biggest advantage any... Because they call boxing in, in there, it's called striking. So that's yeah. the biggest advantage they'll have. And I agree with you. Once it goes to the floor, they're pretty much dusted. It's game over. But they start on the feet. It's a big advantage. You actually... Every MMA contest starts with the people on the feet. So that is where they do have an advantage because it's their job to try and take you down. And um, I could imagine Crawford could really have a fight. And, and Fury, just look at the size of him. He starts getting older you and they could be successful. But if you got them at, to their elite opponents, it is as simple as that for me. Once they get to the ground and putting arm bars and chokes out, and it would be interesting to see. I'd love to see someone like yeah, Terrence. I would, yeah. Like Terence Crawford, I believe he did a bit of wrestling, so Terence Crawford might last a minute. But I would <laughs> honestly, without exaggerating, I would take I would take any any boxer who's never done grappling. I would take them to a local grappling club and put them in with a one year blue belt, and I would be stunned if it lasted more than a minute. So you've I'd, got I'd more knowledge. You, you know that you you've grappled, John. I'm not you, haven't you? Yeah, they they, they shouldn't ago. last more than thirty seconds, and adrenaline and they might last a minute it's just not going to happen something it, a lot of people forget as well is leg kicks yeah. Tyson Fury in a in an octagon an MMA guy's not going to not going to exchange punch he's going to kick the shit out of his legs and it might only take two if you're not conditioned to it you, you can't take it the ground game's out you only have to look at Randy Couture just playing with James Tony. Yeah, he, he toyed with him um, Clarissa Shields got taken down by a very, very average MMA fight and just couldn't get up. Um, it can't happen. So the only way they can do it is to stay on the feet. And a British guy has got virtually no chance. An American guy has got a bit of a chance because he did a lot of wrestling at high school. But the amount of time it takes to, to stop someone determined to get you down from getting you down, it, I, I just think it's a... Is that four-inch glove... Would a four-inch glove not be any sort of equaliser? Because I expect that's got to be pretty testy. One shot, you've got one shot, Ryan. Yeah, and then that's it. <laughs> you've got one shot to get to get them down, or you're getting taken down. Yeah, that's that's it. Well, John, thanks for that. I just want to ask. I knew you'd be good on that. Um, well, I guess you would anyway, because I know you follow that and you know a bit of grappling. But now a couple rounds where Ryan's going to lead us in round five. Um, Canelo reactions. I sat watching. The Canelo fight with my brother. We didn't get up like, on the night for it. We woke up at nine o'clock, kept our phones off, watched it. And all I'd done for the whole fight, and people listening to this might think, well, it was a different Triple G. Triple G's jab, Triple G's ring generalship, it's not much change. He's, he's good. He isn't the same fighter as he was in the second fight because Canelo and Triple G both give something that fight. But what I was in awe of is a man can stand so in the fire. He, I said this to Liam. I said, Mayweather made a career had been able to do a shoulder roll at a distance where he wasn't never really in the fire. He was never really going to get this guy will stand there risking an uppercut, a hook, a butt, because that's the only thing that cut him. And he does the 
best, most subtle. It, kids can't watch what he does with his hands up, close to a fight, within eight inches of him. They can't watch that enough because he has a radar, which is phenomenal. It was, I think, the, 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 maybe he doesn't get enough credit because you have to really understand what you see. Anyone go and try to do what Canelo does and you understand how good it is because it's, it's all right getting away with one little twist and one more little, this guy can do three and fours. And he, he and I and I watched, I watched him do it with Bivo with his hands up. Where he doesn't take much, he, his defense is so so underrated. I love watching that man because he does the tiniest little things, and and I think fighting people like Mayweather is has brought him on beyond. And um, I could talk for I could talk for days about who could his reactions are, and I don't know if you can teach that, but his little slips and rolls. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was, sat, I was sat there watching it with Liam, it's like, this is unbelievable, like, do people realise what they're seeing, like, Triple G, at one point in his reign as a world champion, had the most consistent and prolific jab in all of world boxing, he had the best ratio, and he could do nothing with uh, Canelo on the weekend, and like I say, it's, I don't know what you two thought, but it's them little, little, it's the tiny things that he does so well. I, I watched it, I got up and watched it, I was, I was, you know, knackered watching it, you know, not because of the fight, just getting out in the middle of the night, but I just think he went in there, he knew exactly what he had to do to win. No chances, don't go looking for this, that or the other and, you know, stop him late. He just did what he had to do to win and did it very, very well. Yeah, can you, it's, I know it, Golovkin wasn't the same Golovkin we all know, but he's still one of the most dangerous men on the planet. Yeah. And yeah. to just completely take everything from him, it just goes to show just how good he is. And he didn't do it by moving and staying safe, did he? Like you said, Ryan, he, he, he took everything away from Golovkin and he did it while he was in the danger zone. In the pocket. He backed him up. It, it was, I, I'm, I'm still in awe thinking about what he was doing to one of the most dangerous men, men in the middleweight division. I know he's gone up, but that would have suited a 40-year-old man. Didn't have to cut it waiting. His reactions in the pocket, unmatched. You mentioned that Mayweather fight and I was lucky to be there in 2013 for that fight. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that fight, second half of that fight, I'd, I'd followed his career before that. I was lucky enough to be covering his career before that in the early Box Nation days. And I was abroad a couple of times. I was there when he fought Matthew Hatton and all sorts of stuff and saw the improvement. But when he fought Mayweather in 2013, there was two great things about that fight. Mayweather knew what sort of fight he, he, he was going to become and got him right then when he was yeah. think, 22 years of age. Kudos yeah. to Mayweather for that. And in the second half of that fight against Mayweather, Canelo felt so sorry for himself. He really felt sorry because... Anything he tried just couldn't come off. And that second half of that fight, he wanted to be anywhere bar Las Vegas that night. And the way, he come, the way he come back and, turn, you know, not turned his career around, went on and won four subsequent world titles is absolutely incredible. You know what? There will always be an asterisk against his name. Yes, I'm with you on that. It's always got to be there. You know, was he juiced for the first Golovkin fight? We don't yeah. know. Look, there's an asterisk against his name. But... That can't take away how he turned his career around after the second half of that Mayweather fight. If you're ever bored, go and look at him in the second half of that fight, anybody watching. And he he, he just didn't want to be there that night because he, 
He'd had all them wins, 40 wins, whatever, beforehand. Um, I think he might have had one of the draws then or before that. You know, he'd been winning light titles at, um, at light middleweight and seeing people off, you know, hero in Mexico. And in Mexico, after that Mayweather performance, and he was only 22, they turned against him, the Mexican people, yeah, after that. Yeah. And for what he's done to his career since that, nothing but kudos, asterisks. Over to you yeah. two. Ryan, um, for last, something to worry about, Canelli, he's had a long career. And against Bivol, in the last four or five rounds, he really slowed down. And again, a 40-year-old man finished stronger than him on Saturday. Now, I'm just wondering, is it maybe like the Roy Jones thing where he's put a load of muscle on and then he's coming off and he's going too far up and down? And do you think he's got, Canelo's got the style to be successful for three or four years if, if his legs have gone a little bit and if he's having to rely on other things? Do you think he's got the style to be successful for years to come? And do you think he's... This tiring is down to putting muscle on and taking it off and, and messing with the weights. It could also be eventually Triple G finally found his way as well. You've got to give Triple G his credit for and Bavol his credit because what he does, he does so well, Canelo. He makes you miss. And then at some point, when they're still there, which a big man, which you got to... I mean, I was foolish enough to think that having watched Triple G's last three fights, he might, he might have finally gone over the hill. Watching that fight, there's no hill to go over. That guy's, yeah, all right, he might have lost some stuff in his actual, but his chin, his guts, his will, that's tiring, you know? And for, what, eight, ten rounds, he, he didn't look like he was going to... So it's hard in a fight. With the Bivol one, I do believe it was a, a training camp. Something went wrong. He's mentioned it. He's adhered to it a few times. But can I go back to Merweather as well? When you say good he was, Steve, I was listening to a podcast with Ron Katz, I think. The old, yeah. Would he be in top rank? Top matchmaker? rank matchmaker, yeah. Very he knowledgeable give, man in, in American boxing, yeah. Well, he gave Mayweather the biggest props I've heard of a fighter. He said Mayweather might be a better matchmaker than he is a fighter. And when you right. say about the Canelo fight, he hit it just at the right time before he got any more experience and styles met fights and timing's everything, but there's experience there. And what I wanted to give the massive props to is Canelo's resume. Forget his asterisks for one second. Look at what he's doing. And I think the things that I really read about this man, you can't cheat. If he's, if he's cheated to melt weight, get stronger, compete at higher levels, I don't give him anything for that. But what he does really well, you actually can't cheat. Maybe he can sustain it longer, what he does really well. And more than anything, the thing that I like about Canelo is he's a new age world champion. He is fighting regularly. I've seen Triple G had four fights. He had eight at two different divisions. Unified one. He's um he's an out-and-out Hall of Famer. And that's another thing. He was fighting a Hall of Famer, so... It was that I, I just hope that they're both got paired what they deserve to get paired because that second fight is worth anything. That's one of the, I call it brutal brut- brutality, one of the best fights I've ever seen. Well, one final question, fellas. What do you think he does now? I mean, I think he's in a real situation yeah. because there's either Bivol rematch, which is going to be hard enough, and at 168 pounds, you look around, there's Benavides. There's not yeah. a lot more around there, is there? I just find the channels. Would you, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, the Benavides is the one six eight pound one that would make I, me I want wonder, to watch. I, I just wonder if, if you two could Biv- come up with any other names. Would, first well, of all, you and John. I wonder if he might offer Bivol enough money to come down to one six eight. Money like smart move. He does. But he smart, said straight after the fight, he said he's going to have a rest, and I think that's the clever thing to do. What he does is having a rest, which he deserves. He's had eight massive fights. This would be his ninth. What he does is let the let the what Mayweather was a master of 
He's letting the landscape change. Bring up yeah. a new young gun. You don't know who's going to appear in the next, let's say, eight months, ten months. Eight months. You must somebody. You must somebody back next May now. Yeah, I think that's what he should do. I think he should have a massive rest and let the landscape change, so you can you can do what he what Mayweather done to him. Because Canelo come up and he went, ah, oh, that's my man, and he could if 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 he, I think he'd be clever enough to do that, and I hope he is. And if anyone deserves a rest. It's Canelo. He's shod world champions. And I think he's probably inspired fighters like Bam. Get your world title. And one, earn your money while you can earn your money. Two, get be as active as you can. And the improvement will be there. And I, and I think um, I can't give him enough props. I, the asterisk does annoy me because, like I say, his skill set and what he does well, there isn't no drugs that can do that for you. There, there actually isn't. And I hate the fact that there's, a, there's more than suspicion in there. And I've read enough books to, to know that. At the elite levels of most sports, this is possible. But the skill set he has, I can't, can't stick to it enough. His reactions, the way he does what he does, you, you just can't cheat that. And that's why I'm in awe of. I, I love the fact that he can stand in, in this, this distances in sport where you take risk. And Merov is a master of being in a distance where he won't really take the risk. This guy's a master of being in the distance where he takes risk. John, uh, do you see anyone on the horizon? Outside of Bivol and Benavides for we final, we let you wrap up with that if you can think of anyone. I was trying to think of upcoming fights where the landscape might change. And the only one I can think of is this Andrade and Parker. But Parker would have to be incredible to be even in consideration, wouldn't he? Maybe Andrade might finally get the fight he wants if if he beats Parker. But maybe that's the only one I can think of. I can't think of like an exciting youngster coming through at super middle, really. You know what? The key. They keep mentioning the Charlo twins, don't they? Didn't one of them want yeah. game one sixty? Yeah. He would have to come up and he would be a, a lot. smaller man, wouldn't he? You know what, what just what you say there, Joe. You mentioned Zach Parker and what Canelo has had a habit. You Brian was talking about the landscape changing. And what Canelo habit have has a habit of doing, if if he is having a rest till say next May, and the landscape is only showing, you know bubbling under, shall we say, of changing. He might pick Parker as a mandatory and get it out of the way next sep- next May, then have another big fight next September when it might have changed in 12 months. Yeah, like he did with um, Fielding and things like Fielding, that. Fielding, he's, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he, he, in the past, when he, he hasn't been scared of just going and taking a mandatory. They'll, take, they'll make it into an event, won't they? We'll do it outdoors yeah. somewhere. Make it outdoors a, somewhere, yeah. take it to Mexico. He might, who knows, if he could dream, he could come here. Imagine if he come here, you went to somewhere like Derby's ground. I know Frank Warren spoke <laughs> of it, but it'd be 30,000, 40,000 in there, whatever it can hold when it's outdoor. All right, then, fellas. Uh, well, Ryan, thanks for coming on tonight. I know we've interrupted your game of um, FIFA. What is it FIFA? I don't know these, these games. It's Call of Duty. Call of Duty. I know you're playing your um, um, Joe, your trainer's, uh, your trainer's son at it now. So uh, he re- Graham Everett tells me that Joe's going to smash her. He just messaged me. <laughs> no, lucky, no, lucky for me, he's on my team and he is definitely a better, a better killer than me. I just, I just, I get a lot of wins. Oh, well. that's all I like to do. I don't play for fun. I play to win. And John, fight, you boy, you fight to win, then yes, that's that. That's the natural. That's the Wolves competitive. He fights spirit. for fun though as well. Yeah. And, and John, John Evans, thanks very much as always for joining me. And I'll speak to you next week, John. And uh, we'll get you back on before Christmas in a couple months, Brilliant. Ryan, because your insight is always superb. Ryan, before you go, pick a winner, uh, Galahad and Maxi Hughes. 
I think, I think Galahad, I, I, I'm going to draw my experience here. I've watched Galahad and he had one of the best orthodox safe core performances against, I think he's some sort of Puerto Rican tall, long black lad and he looked superb against it, against him. That was in New Year in America, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you see it? He was yeah. brilliant. And so I don't think he's going to have a problem with the safe core stance like most people do. Going up two weights as well, it's going to be a very nifty fight. Maxi's got the team and the capabilities to, to, to do it, but my brand's saying I slightly lean towards Galad, who's good. Who, what was shocked to be Galad? I seen him in Marbella. He was bigger than Liam. I was, I, he was a featherweight at the time. I mean, I was like, he has grown since we sparred with him 10 years ago down at the kickstop in Norwich. He was a skinny young lad. He's massive now. So he's going to be a big, it'd be a big, good size lightweight. And, and he's got very good skills against Southpaw. So I probably edge towards him. But in all honesty, I hope Maxi can continue this run because Maxi's got something that all fighters want. Same as what we were talking about, Jesse. He's got that form and he's, he's on form. He's on six straight wins and he's got that momentum. And if he can keep that up, you know, see, he shocked, he shocked me enough when he beat me. He shocked Carol. He, he keeps shocking everyone. So it'd be a brilliant story and I hope he does continue because the winner of this is looking at a big fight against one of the Americans and, um, it's a Ryan Garcia for me. I think the winner of this is every chance of getting a Garcia. Big pair there. And um, yeah, the lightweight scene's exciting. Really exciting. Thanks for that, Ryan. And well done, done John. Again, we're um, asking that, given that um, it was only a few months ago you was in the, Ryan was in the ring with Maxi. Thanks again, fellas. Thanks everyone for listening. You, and we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, Amateur and Pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP Boxing Promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.